guys, welcome back to another episode. This is season two, episode four, and I have a very, very special guest today. It is someone who I have known my entire life, and we pretty much spent a lot of our younger days. I was going to say youth, but we're still very young. (laughs) We spent a lot of our younger days um, together, and she is important person in my life and without further ado I'm going to introduce to you guys my cousin Claudia (laughs) which I feel weird calling you Claudia I talked about this on your sister's episode (laughs) that it's so weird because I call you love we call each other love so it's so weird with your sister I was like Sonia (laughs) it felt so awkward um but today we chose to not record um, the episode, yes. and um, it's a very sensitive topic, and just so that we're both comfortable and able to be 100% raw and vulnerable, uh, we decided to not record this episode, so this episode will be um, just the audio. Ni modo, aguantense. Sorry, <laughs> deal, deal I did try. We I did, did try. try, we did try, and I knew, like, asking people to come on the podcast not everyone was gonna want to do video which I totally was okay with because you know not everybody likes to be on camera and that's totally totally okay honestly just doing audio is so much more easier for me (laughs) so thank you (laughs) and 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 I did want to say you know I did try but I was already emotional coming in um in the car thinking about you know what was I gonna say Mm -hmm. and share and Honestly, I'm I'm very comfortable with sharing um, my experience or what I'm, you know, going through or have been through. But I just I didn't want to just be crying all the time. <laughs> um, I I do want to you know get my point across, my story across, and I feel that this is a more comfortable setting. So, um, but I'm very open to you know sharing and hopefully helping someone in the process. Yes, and I think you will because. You have such a unique um, outtake on this. Like, yes. your situation is unique, but I feel like it can be relatable in some ways. I mean, mm-hmm. even me now that I'm going through the process, um, there's things that I see and I it they inspire me. So before we get into the topic, I want you to share a little bit about yourself because even though I know a lot to you, a lot of people don't. So if you want to share a little bit about you. So I'm 34 years old right now. Um, Young. Uh, but I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, you feel aches and pains, but we get through it. Um, so I'm 34 years old. I have a child. I have one son. His name is Andrew. Andrew, I love you. Hi, Andrew. Um, he's 11 years old. Uh, just turned 11. Um, and my occupation, I do, I'm a social worker. Um, so for the foster agency, I we, we place kids in our foster homes. And I currently have a good caseload. So she is busy. She <laughs> is that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's just a little bit of more... We'll get into the details of my life and, you know, just, I would say, uh, a huge part of my life that, you know, we had to overcome, but we'll get into that. Yes. (laughs) And if you can um, describe yourself in three words, what would that be? Oh, my goodness. 
it's always tough, but I would say determined, mm-hmm. very determined. Um, uh, I would say optimistic, mm-hmm. always, and I would say sexy. No, hot, <laughs> fine. Far from that, but um, big booty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Voluptuous, <laughs> curvaceous. Oh my gosh! Just what? just to say the least. <laughs> You're too much, love. <laughs> um, I would just say, uh, hard worker. Okay, I think those are very spot on because you really are. Like you have a few degrees under your belt. Yes. You, I don't know how the hell I don't you even stay know. so committed to school because I'm like I know with the newborn and. You know, just getting it done. I yeah. mean, that's that's the only option I had at the time. So I, I knew there was no no other way. I, I just had to get it done, you know? And you did. I did. And I'm so proud of you. And thank I just want to thank you so much for being here today and for recording an episode with me. It means a lot to me. Of course. Thank you for having you me. You are a monumental woman. And I definitely want to show that to the world because you. you have been through so much and you still handle life with such grace you're always smiling and laughing and having fun and you really are a definition of optimism no matter what we're going through in life we yep. just pick up right where we left off mm-hmm. i spent most of my young years with you oh my god you are the <laughs> that's a whole different episode right there <laughs> You are the ID that I would use to get into clubs. True, (laughs) true. We spent so much of our youth together, and it was always so much fun when it was us two and our sisters and endless sleepovers and Mm -hmm. just so much, so much, so much fun. So I don't know if I already said it, but we are cousins. Uh, My dad and her mom Mom. are brother and sister Mm -hmm. and um we yeah you are you and your sister are the only place that me and my sister were allowed to spend the night my parents (laughs) were somewhat strict but when it was with you guys it was like always it's fine go yeah and then when you guys would come over my dad would be like "Mm, no But we didn't care. It was because we can talk for, for days. Literally. We get I I said this in your sister's episode. We like can just bust all nighters all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know about now porque ya me duele I know, todo. Yeah, yeah, I'm like night night. <laughs> it's a Juarez thing. It really is. It's always a good, good time when we're together. Absolutely. And you know, now that we're both women, we're both adults, and oh we're both gosh. mothers, um, obviously we don't spend as much time together as we used to because mm-hmm. we just, you know, life takes over, and mm-hmm. we have, you know, we just, I don't know, I feel like me with you and your sister, and like with my sister, I feel like we just have this connection, like this bond that like, mm-hmm. wherever we are, we can just pick right up, and no hard feelings, no, we, we're all understand. Right. Like, we all understand each other's schedules and each other's lives. Mm-hmm. There's never any judgment. I never get, like... A different vibe. Or, or no, I never get, like, butthurt or nothing. Oh, like, no. oh, I haven't... 
you know, we don't talk. No, like we both yeah. know. I but I think it's because we solidified where we stand for each other. Right. That we're just like, I know. Yeah. You're busy. It's not questionable. Yeah. Like I know life is going on. You know right. life is going on with me. And then we see each other, and it's like, like nothing. Yeah, yeah. We just pick up like nothing. <laughs> like we're so weird sometimes. But I think that's just an amazing relationship to have it and is. where there's no judgment there's no pressure Mm-mm. it's just natural mm-hmm. and i mean I'm, I'm just blessed to have you guys oh. and not just as as family but you know more like friends like little sisters and yes. i love it i know me too well i chose this topic for you i know it's not a very easy one but i chose this topic for you because when I was thinking about this topic, you came instantly to my mind just because you really have been going through this for a very, very long time. And today's topic is about absent parenting. So I want you to, um, I want to ask you if you can share a little bit about um, how parenting has been for you since like beginning to now. Like how okay. has that really been for you? Okay, so just to give you guys a little background, um, I was with my son's father for about four years. Um, I was 23 at the time when I, actually it was a couple days after my 23rd birthday that I found out I was expecting. Um, I think that's when everything changed. Um, the four years I was with them, it was, it was pretty good. Honestly, had no real issues with them. Um, maybe I would say close to when I found out, that's when I noticed certain things about him that were different, how he was acting. Um, he was hanging around different people at the time. I know that he was using some substance. Um, the drinking got heavier. So, you know, when we found out, um, he completely changed. Um, you know, literally he started Two days later, the next day, something like that, if I recall, he said that he was going to go out um, and celebrate, according to him, with some friends. And the celebrating never, never stopped. He was going out, you know, four times, five times a week at times. Um, I hardly ever saw him. Um, He would disappear for weeks at a time, um, a month, a month and a half at a time. so honestly, I was going through my pregnancy by myself mm-hmm. uh, with my family. Um, mind you that at the time, you know, my, my parents weren't the happiest. Um, it, it was a disappointing time. I had just got gotten accepted into a university. So they had really high hopes for me. And I understand that it was disappointing. Um, but that was my reality disappointing because you were now um um, pregnant or because i just think that they felt since he was being absent not active at all during my pregnancy that i think some of the weight was going to be on them um also which is understandable right of course because as parents you never want to see your child in a situation especially if they knew you just got accepted Mm -hmm to the university and yeah. you you know wanted to super further your education mm-hmm. i can only imagine and our parents are a little bit old school super and traditional <laughs> super old school and let's say the truth love super old school and <laughs> and like married first yes. and blah 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 so i think in that aspect i was 
possibly a disappointment. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't do it the way that they wanted me to. Um, well, maybe in the moment, but now I can only imagine how proud they are of you. I because, hope so. And I know. Because, I know they are. you know, you have overcame so much, but continue. Yes. So I, I think it was, you know, back to that, I think it was just, they were just preparing to basically fit financially, you know, help me raise my child and all of that. So, and, and I, I reassure them, you know, that's not the case. I'm pregnant. I'm not handicapped, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And well, now you're not going to finish school. And, and that wasn't the case. I, that actually gave me more of a reason to further my education to become someone in life. And that's just the way I had to look at it. You know, I, I can't sit, you know, and cry all day, which I did, well, that's <laughs> to be the, honest. That's the way that you are because many yeah. women just choose to give up and yeah, it's they don't see anything past further than, this, mm-hmm. than the situation. But yeah. you saw it in a different way because that's, that's how you are. So determine for sure is your <laughs> your one of your highest qualities thank you love but yes it was it was not an easy time I'll tell you that it was probably one of the hardest times I had to face um as a, a new mom as a woman um you know it just makes you question yourself um I was at my lowest to be honest and um just you know kind of putting myself back in that moment right now um it it really was you know I would wake up every day hoping that I didn't you know I would wake up um crying you know because I knew that this was still my reality it was not a nightmare you know um sorry I'm already looking at the tissue box (laughs) (laughs) so you know and and being you know a mother that was expecting you know this is not what you should be going through right it should be a happy time it should be a time where I'm preparing to you know bring my child in this world and you know be just enjoy the moment and and I couldn't because this person just brought me so low in my life that I just couldn't so moving forward you know um I I still, you know, he wasn't around. Um, My sister and my mom would go to the doctor appointments with me. Um, It just, it was hard, you know, because even though he was not acting right, you know, I never closed that door for him. I kept it open, hoping he was going to change, hoping he was going to be there um, just in time for, you know, my son to be born. Um, That day never came. Um, I would say the... It happened till like the last day. I think it was a day after my due date. Um, I I literally give him up to that moment to try to figure it out. You know, sometimes, most of the time I was attending birthing classes by myself. I was the only woman there by herself. You know, um, I was put in situations that were not fair to me. Um, that I ha- tried to include him, right? I tried to, you know, downplay how I was feeling, Um just for the for the sake of having peace, for the sake of having him there. But I I slowly realized that it's just nothing's going to change him. Um, the day after my due date, um, you know, he texted me. Um, and I was, you know, the day of my due date, he never checked on me, never nothing. But then again, it was a Saturday. So I knew that, that 
he was busy. He was out drinking. He was out partying. So I knew there was no time for him to check up on me. Um, Sunday night came around. I got a long, extensive text from him telling me to go ahead and live my life, um, that he's going to do him as I do me, and I that I have to figure it out. I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody. No. Um, but it's, you know, it's the last thing I wanted to hear. So, and Especially I, in such a vulnerable time. Yeah, literally the day after my due date. So Monday came around the next day, and... Um, if I heard from him, that was usually the, the time that I did on a Monday after, you know, it's, it's a sober day. So he was being super apologetic, um, trying to get a hold of me and I ended up giving in, you know, still to that moment, um, you know, hoping like, Hey, wake up, you know, he's going to be here soon and we just need to get it together. You know, um, at least, at least you know, be in the same room and be okay with each other. Right. Um, I still, you know, a lot of people didn't understand why I had him still allow him to be present in the delivery room. But I felt at the moment, and, and I'm glad I did, because um, I didn't want to take that time of his, you know, such an important time in our lives. I didn't want to take that from him. And even though he didn't deserve it, um, I felt that, you know, I, I, I listened to this one saying that someone told me um, that a woman becomes a mother the moment she's she's she realizes she's expecting, yeah. you know, a, 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 a man becomes a father um, the moment he sees his child. So I was hopeful that him seeing his child be born would just snap him out of whatever he was going through at the time. Yeah. So he was in the room. Still, um, I at the time I had my son on the 14th of September. We were actually moving from Orange County to Corona to Eastville at the time. So, you know, my family was really busy trying to get my room situated because we had just gotten the keys. We literally needed to be in this new home um, by the 15th the next day. Um, we had to ask the doctor, actually, if he can allow me to stay an extra night because the house wasn't ready, the room wasn't ready. So, you know, he said, yeah, you know, as many days as you need to. Um, so this whole time I was there with, with you know, Chris, who's my son's father, um, in the room. And he wasn't helpful, I would say. He, he would go home. Uh, for a few hours at a time, knowing that I just delivered, knowing that, you know, I, I need help. help. I yeah. didn't I didn't have my mom at the time because my mom was busy, you yeah. know, getting my room ready. So I needed him and he still wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I got released from the hospital and that first week he came out to see Andrew literally two times that week. And that's all I saw of him. Um, the following month, you know, and I was the one initiating, you know, since day one, when are you going to come see him? When do you have time? Um, and he just never had time. So a month later, um, we had a conversation. And this is where he started throwing in my face. And this is one thing that I, I remember my dad saying, if there's something, you know, as a 17 year old having a her first boyfriend, my dad always said, you know, 
ah, you know, like, don't let him pay anything for you and don't let him this. If you need anything, let me know and I'll, you know, I'll give you money if you don't have any. And because I don't want him to one day throw things back at you, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a, a prior boyfriend. But I was like, oh, my gosh, dad, like, that's that's too much. You know, <laughs> let him pay. You should be happy. Yeah. But I those words came to my mind, you know, that day that he threw in my face that he bought, you know, that stroller, that he bought that one box of diapers, that one box of, of wipes, you know? And it's like, I'm not gonna use them. Like, why are you throwing it in my face? And I said, you know, come get your stuff, yeah. you know? I'll buy my own damn yeah, stroller. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You're not about to do that. It's like after everything. After you're everything, still being, exactly. you know, put in a situation that completely, completely sucks, yes. still being thrown. It's not like this. Even if it was, but it's not like the struggle was for you. The struggle was for your son. Exactly. So then I I told him, you know what, we're not going to... Oh, and he threatened, by the way, to pick up my son, being a month old. Pick up my son and, you know, take him or whatnot. And, you know, literally I started school and that's why I had my son when I did. I mean, even though it wasn't good timing, but I was going to start um, the fall... uh, fall quarter so um literally I either, like a week literally I think it was yeah days, like no? eight days or so mm-hmm. so I had to rush and I said you know what let's let's have this baby because if not then I was gonna have less time with him at home you know before starting school so which um, most women get three months yes, you got eight days exactly to enjoy you weren't even done with your quarantena no you were already at school. I was already at school I was working as well so um when he's you know I was making my own money he mind you he was not giving me any money at the time he was there was no no court no nothing um I gave him time to come see his child I gave him time I would initiate these things he would never take the opportunity um or the time so then I told him, you know what, after he threw these things at me, I said, I think it's just best we let the court decide what they want to decide, what they think it's right, and we'll just go from there. And he didn't think I was going to do it, and I um, I filed. I filed paperwork. Um, I strictly went for full custody, which I didn't think they were going to give it to me, but I that's all I went for was full custody, so I have full um full rights yeah full say in anything and i didn't have to go through him and how Um, how how old was andrew at this time where you at where you actually went to go file so andrew and i wanted to do it sooner but andrew had um surgery he ended up having pyloric stenosis so it's when the esophagus is closed so he was having these really bad like he was vomiting a lot like he wasn't having any you know and taking any milk um so he had to have surgery when he was a month old and then the following month I had surgery I had my gallbladder removed so right I want to say it was either in between that or after my surgery so I would say November I filed um yeah he was I would say a month and a half if anything um, that's when I filed. We had mediation in December. Um, he didn't show up. Uh, we had a court in January. Um, he showed up with the lawyer. Um, 
and the lawyer showed up late, <laughs> by the way. I was trying, I wanted to laugh, but I was like, don't laugh, Maria, don't laugh. Yeah, Like, no. con que huevos? Exactly, <laughs> you know. So, we went to court. I mean, good for him, pero con yeah, que huevos. <laughs> idiot. But, I mean, it was just a joke, you know, him showing up with the lawyer. Who was late. Who was late. <laughs> no, and no. all he did was say, um, I have not had a chance to check my client's file mm -hmm. as I just got it a week ago. Um, I need more time. So all he did was extend the time. Um, which which famous for. Exactly. So that was in January. They did allow him to start visitation. So he was having visits um, every Sunday for one hour monitored, um, which he didn't even make. Um, most of the time, I sat in the park at the park um with my four-month-old son um and he wouldn't care to show he wouldn't care to call text me nothing and when he did show up um I could tell he was hungover I could tell he was either hungover or on something because he wasn't himself um but he was very inconsistent um an hour a week that's just crazy to me thinking about it now but we we had mediation in february and nothing was really resolved i would say i mean we were in okay terms i know he was upset because he thought i had put child support actually during that first um hearing in january um the judge wanted to put child support Um, which and, most judges do right mm -hmm. and and I said you know I'm not here for that I just want the rights he has no interest in my child doesn't financially help me doesn't is not involved doesn't know anything about my child so if he has no time then I will take that from him yeah um of course he wasn't going to grant me that because he stated that my child you know was there any um you know violence or has my child ever been in danger i'm like well he's never been with him so no but i know that he uses you know substance which is you know besides alcohol it, it was you know cocaine that i knew about mm -hmm. um which is you know the party drug the fun one the fun one yes Pero de qué? i know <laughs> look at all this shit you have to seriously make up for later yeah so Um, the judge said, you know, and I said, no, I don't want his money. I'm not here for his money. And so, you know, it's it, the process of the court is to perform a DNA test just to establish paternity. Um, he stated, no, I don't want it. I know that's my son. I don't want to get tested. So then the judge said, okay, you know, it's not just about claiming you're, you're the father you need to provide. So he, you know, assigned child support on him or put him on child support. And, you know, I remember saying to the judge, like, I don't want his money, like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, it's not your money. It's your son's. Mm. Y ya con eso me callé. Because I'm like, you know, like, it's okay. true. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, which at the time he was he was getting good money. And um, I didn't even find that out till till recently. But we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> that, you know, he assigned him to pay or ordered him to pay um $526 um but he was only making $50 payments every month every month wow. uh for 11 months huge difference huge <laughs> yes so for 11 months he Which paid we talked about this earlier $500 yes. a month 
for your child who you do not provide a home for mm-hmm. or food or anything else is nothing. Right. It's nothing. Right. And, <laughs> and honestly, I, I could care less yes. how much he was assigned or how much he paid. I just wanted him to simply just be present. Yeah. Um, and he just wasn't. So moving forward, he was growing to be more and more upset at me, blaming me for putting on child support. Um, according to him, he lost his job out of nowhere and uh, found a job that was paying him under the table. Mm-hmm. So he still wouldn't help me or, you know, would make excuses. And I said, you know, that's fine. I would even help him, you know, when he was in between jobs. Um, I had even gotten to the point of me giving him gas money just to come see his child. And, you know, then my family let him stay, you know, because he lives in Orange County and I was living in Eastville. Which that was not easy. No. Because one, your dad is very (laughs) old school, strict, like no man in my home. Mm -hmm. You remember that time he kicked Adrian out, my ex-husband, from your house? My father. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and And it was known that they were not a big fan because obviously they had seeing their baby girl mm-hmm. go through all this shit by herself exactly. and deals with so much. So I knew it wasn't easy for your family mm-hmm. to have to accept him to stay todavía the night mm-hmm. just to make it easier for him to rise to the occasion and be the father that you were just hoping that he would be. This had nothing to do with you and him anymore. Right. It was strictly just for your son because every son especially I feel needs a father figure they need a man in their life for them to learn the things that us as women don't understand or that Mm -hmm. we can't teach them Mm -hmm. and I know that wasn't easy for your family to just see someone who were there who they were not a big fan of Mm -hmm. come around but everyone made that effort for the sake of your son. And yes. for him to have some form of connection with him. And I can only imagine how todavía after that still be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because all the tools were given to him. Even though he didn't really take advantage of them or deserve them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was all literally for the sake of your son to have a relationship with their with their dad and I just before I start crying (laughs) I just want to commend you for being the mom that you are for being so selfless and putting your emotions and your needs and your wants and your desires to the side for the sake of your son just having memories with his father and I this is well, everything that you're saying that this whole entire like story that you just shared this is like him months old mm-hmm. he is now 11 years old yes and this has been on and off throughout these entire 11 years and that's a long fucking time and you would think that by now things would be better and i feel like they just get a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, um, is there any contact now? 
so I would say throughout the years, he was very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. um, very inconsistent. Um, he would be around, I guess, consistently a couple weeks, then disappear and then show up and disappear. But I think my, my son was too young to even connect the dots at the time. Um, but I did warn him, you know, as he gets older and he notices these things, I, I'm going to have to make decisions, you know, because um, he is still a child. And I feel it's my duty as his mother to protect him. So he, I would say for a couple months, he was, he was great. I mean, I think as long as I just wasn't dating or was at home and, you know, cause his focus was me. And so that's what made it hard. Cause I knew he was visiting my child to find out where I was or who I was talking to or what I was doing. And it was never for my son. So I would say that, you know, he, he started coming around and I had to honestly admitting it now play house. You know, I, I didn't, I, I would go out with them. Um, we would go take my son out, all of these things just for the sake of my, him being there for my son. Never had feelings for him. Um, never, led him to think there was more but then my son got into an age where he would say oh my mom and dad you know are together or they're gonna get married or this and that and so I knew that that was a time that I needed to back away um yeah. and allow their relationship to work and and you know just get to know each other without me being present yeah and the reason that I was there is not really to have him there because that was the only way he was coming around. It was also because I didn't trust him. Right. I didn't know him. And you didn't know how como iba a llegar. Exactly. Like what mentality he right. was in. Sobriety was always in question. So right. you just never knew. I would say most I would say like seventy five percent of it, besides me not trusting him, was that he didn't know my son. So my son was young enough to be able to say what he wanted um or young enough but old enough to see you know his wants and needs but yeah. only me my family who are with him on a daily basis yeah. could understand him yeah. you know um he you know kids change the names to certain things but you just know what they're what they they're want. already talking yeah. what, are, what they're already saying we we know what they eat what they like exactly. what they don't like yes you know their cues for i have to potty we know that mm -hmm. they need to go potty in five minutes like, exactly you know yes ins and out we, of our we read them very kid. well yes so we know when they're lying when they're being honest <laughs> we know it all so because he did not know that i'm like well how are you gonna know when he's hungry when he's not when he wants this or that so that's why i was around a lot but yeah. while i was doing that i was also putting my life on hold um because i just had to be present full time and um, so when my son got of age, you know, he was a little bit more active, I would say, but like, it was very apparent and very obvious that he was showing up for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where it, it was very obvious to everyone else. Obviously it was, it was upsetting to my family to see that he's not even paying attention to my son. So then why let him come type mm -hmm. of thing? Um, 
So then I kind of started backing away to allow him to have that time with my son. Yeah. You just um, were setting boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. So. But the boundaries were for him and you, not for him and his child. Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Like. Exactly. But because he was too focused on you, he wasn't mm-hmm. going to see that. He no. wasn't going to understand it. And so when we weren't in good terms, he would stop coming around. And so I just had to always put my my feelings aside, which I always did because it's not about me, right? But even if I was upset, you know, I would still put it to the side because I said, okay, I have to be with, well with him 100% of the time for him to be come around and and you know not hold it against my son mm-hmm. um so i i you know i would say i faked it many times yeah um just to keep the peace for almost all his entire years. life yeah. yes. yes yes exactly because it just there was nothing there i yeah. mean how can you have but feelings but you had already made that very clear super clear and i knew <laughs> and i knew that and i think just they think they know us so well and they think that they have us like in the palm mm-hmm. of their hand and then they can manipulate any situation. Yes. And when we start to disarm them is when they just lose their shit and they mm-hmm. don't know what to do, you know? Exactly. And in 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 your case, his easiest outcome was to just disappear, which mm-hmm. obviously is no fair, you know, to to your son and I know that you just said right now it's not about me and never really is. I had to put all my feelings to a side. But you as a woman, not as Andrew's mom, you as a woman, like how did this affect you emotionally or mentally? Like how oh. how did that affect you? Earlier you said there was days where you woke up and you're like, I wish I didn't. Like mm-hmm. that's such a hard feeling to mm-hmm. process and honestly it's a trauma like yeah. having to feel that way is such a traumatic um experience or an emotion to feel and it's not because you didn't want to be here because obviously you have your son and you do but it things would just be so unbearable that you question purpose and you just don't know what's next that level of uncertainty is such a traumatic experience and um you know it's it's so crazy to me because two months ago and I I haven't shared it on the podcast but two months ago I was feeling that way and I realized that it was because we're just always on the go Mm -hmm. we're always just in mom mode and or doing whatever we have to do and when the kids went back to school it was quiet here in the house and I had no idea what to do with myself and I know that you had to do that for such a long time um till now (laughs) because you work a full-time job and you know when when you're not being that you're being you're always being mom that never stops and you're also a daughter you're also a sister you're also a tia and you do so much and now it's like how do you how did it affect you emotionally and mentally and how do you handle that like how what do you do for yourself to make to make yourself mentally healthy and emotionally healthy so <laughs> that that's really tough um honestly i i was at my lowest um 
and I have times of that, but I don't think I've ever been in my entire 34 years of life. I don't think I've been to that point at my lowest. I would say until recently when I went through something, um, but I would say that I emotionally, um, mentally, I, I was... I don't, I don't even know how I made it out of that. Um, I know that I was going through postpartum. Um, I don't think I ever really admitted that or ever told anyone that. Um, so that's even after having my son. But, before, you know, while during pregnancy, I, like I said, I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to, you know, I would go to bed crying, hoping I didn't wake up. And, you know, I would wake up crying because I did. And I think I've forgiven him for every single thing. Um, I think that's the one thing I haven't yet. Um, because he got me to the point where I didn't want to live. Because if I did, then that meant my son would have to live. And would have to have this reality, um, this life. And I have yet to forgive him for that. Um, I have to learn how to forgive him for that. But up to this point, 11 years later, I still haven't. And I would say that's the one thing that I didn't. Um, that I, And I, I at times get upset at myself that I allowed him that much power to control me and to control how I felt about myself and question my worth. And I would never, will never, ever give anyone that much power over me again and I learned that the best excuse my French fuck you <laughs> is to be someone in life and to have him see me excel without him with my child and know that I'm not going to just bow down to him or you know the lack of support that that's not going to affect how my son is raised or what he has so that just encouraged me more to finish school which I did and um, I think that's what brought me out of everything that I was going through because that was an achievement for for me for my family and that was also a big like I would say um, that proved to my parents that I you know, I, I made it and I promised them that I was and I feel like them watching me, my son watching me, you know, walk down and, and receive my diploma that that just proved to everyone that, you know, I I made it and that I promised them that I was and, and I did it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't stop there. I, I went back to school and I, I was able to get my master's shortly after that and at that point, we were a little bit more better as far as our relationship goes. And I invited him to go to my graduation with my family. And I literally remember walking and just taking that in, that he's watching me literally become somebody and become more than he probably thought I could. And, you know, it wasn't easy. There was times that I didn't know how I was functioning with no sleep, you know, being at school at 7.30 in the morning, um, also working while I'm at school, um, coming out, coming home till 10, 10.30 at night, almost every day, um, coming home to my newborn and 
still finding time to feed him and change him and do all the mom things while I'm typing papers and um, you know while he's asleep and every hour and a half he was waking up to eat so I don't know how <laughs> I how I look back now maybe it was I was young and I was able to function on no sleep or maybe it was just the drive the determination that I had I think it was just simply my son that made me push harder and harder and harder so honestly mentally I'm not great um I've learned to manage it better um and I do feel that like I I you know I I put too much on myself because I think that's the only way I'm not going to think about it and I know that's not healthy I know that's not okay um and I I feel this is why I was just so emotional coming in um because I did have now I have this time to really sit and think of like how much I've overcome mm -hmm. um and how you know I never in my life imagined myself going through this in my life I would always say you know watch Maury and be like oh my gosh like these girls <laughs> and here I am you know going through this and and you know really living this life that I thought I would never would and you know it's not I was never ashamed mm -hmm. um I just I, I started feeling bad for myself and I had to snap out of it because I'm like no one cares if I had that life or whatnot it's what you have now and how you overcame it that really you know is who I am it's not my struggle but it's what I was able to achieve you know being in that situation so I and and it's a situation that I cannot control you know so um I think mentally and emotionally I had to face that and I still have to remind myself that it's not some I can't control the way he is and I or the lack of support or the lack of being present I, I can't control that so I can only control what I do how I am as a mother what I have moving forward or what I'm you know I'm looking to achieve those things I can control you know my my as far as like him you know I can't control that and I didn't ask to be in this situation I I I've been very easy with him. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. I've been very lenient, very lenient. Um, you know, I did mention to you that he wasn't paying his child support. Um, he only paid his $50 for 11 months. And so he was already, I would say 2014, 15. He, so my son was about four years old, um, almost five. Um, he got subpoenaed to go to court um, because he was almost $30,000 in debt. That is so crazy. Yeah. So um, I I got a letter, so I got the notice that he had to show up. I didn't have to show up, but um, I, I called him up and I said, hey, you know, I will go with you. You know, mind you, he doesn't have, you know, he's, he's undocumented. So I didn't know what the process was. I didn't know what, um, you know, what, what procedures they had or 
um, consequences for that. So I, you know, I don't wish anything bad on him. I, I just want him to be present. And I said, you know, if I help you, you need to, you know, make sure that you're there, you're present. That's all I want you to do. I don't want your money. I don't. So I, I started doing my research. I saw that I, me as the other parent could forgive him a certain percentage of how much he owed um, but they were still going to make him pay. So I showed up in court with him, but I felt that I had to do what was best. I mean, it's not like I'm receiving anything on from him, so why have him more in debt or get more in trouble? So I just decided to say, hey, he's helping me. You know, I want to take him off child support. Um, the judge didn't believe me. But he still granted it for me, and he he said, okay, you know, um, just know that if I do take you off child support, she has until he's 18 to come back and reopen the case. So he went from 30 grand to owing 11,000. Um, he had seven years to pay, um, $100 a month, no interest. I recently found out he gave one payment and that was it so moving forward um i told him you know i can't do anything for you and i'm going to start making decisions on help you know if if you're going to continue having a relationship with my child um now that my son's older um you know he, he kind of started proving himself so I said, okay, you know, I, I do have physical custody because we, you know, um, our current, you know, situation or the what was approved was um, we have joint custody. So we have 50-50, um, but he does, I do have physical custody um, because he does go to school here and um, he lives, he with, lives with me. Yeah. yeah. So there's no issue. <laughs> There was never issues on, on, on visitation. I mean, it made sense for him to have them over the weekends. So I said, hey, you know, just let me know when you can't. You know, that's fine. So he was having his visitation over the weekend. He would pick them up Saturday. Um, I told him, you know, 10 o'clock and drop him off early on Sunday, like 6 p.m. or so, just so he has time to shower and get ready for bed. Um, because even though he's 11 now, he still goes to bed at 8.30 at night so he still has mine, his bedtime mine do too yeah and it's nice to have that yes. so i'm like know. i look at my phone eight o'clock <laughs> so you know i you know bedtime's a really you know important thing at the house so just to keep them you know on a schedule mm-hmm. so he started get you know arriving late so i said look you give me a time when it's convenient for you to show up whenever that is. Just give me a time and just be on time. So he decided on noon, which was fine. Uh, my son knew when it was his, his weekends with his dad, so he would get ready, all of this stuff, and it was fine. Then we had a conversation um, because I work a lot, you know. I, I, I'm salary, but no son nada de tontos, you know, because they know we work early in the morning sometimes before our usual 8 30 and you know we get home late we have crisis in the middle of the night with our kids um so it was just one of those things that like I was 
really busy at the time and I told him you know I don't get to have that time with with Andrew you know and I want to have weekends and um also with him you know to take him out and do things with him and I said also I want to give you time because I know you work during the week so um you know that way you have time off and you can do your thing as well and go out and then have the following weekend with your son so that was kind of working okay um he was showing up late I think one time he tried to show up at like 5 p.m for him which was pointless at the time and he didn't take him it started making Andrew very like question and upset um why is my dad late and he, mind you he was waking up on time um by himself would get himself ready shower we already had his bag packed he picked out his outfits and he would just leave him on the couch forever and we had a meeting because i said well let's you need to tell your dad how he makes you feel when when he's you know when he's late we did you know my my son was very emotional um it appeared he was scared to tell him the truth, but I felt that as he was getting older, it's it's important for him to vocalize exactly what he's feeling. You know, it's much more meaningful coming from the child, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So it was just one of those things where we had this meeting and yet nothing changed. Um, the following weekend, he was late again. So I had told them that during our little meeting, I said, if you're 15 minutes late, just turn around. You're, you're not going to take him no more because I'm tired of you being late. You get him two times a month and yet you cannot show up, you know, on time, on time. or at all or at all, which is so, crazy. Yes, because and that's where I'm going to lead into the next question. It's crazy because. The damage that he's causing Andrew, the excitement of him getting ready, looking forward to mm -hmm. guy time, him and dad time, only to arrive late or not show up at all. How has, how has this affected him? Because obviously it has in some way. Absolutely. And what sort of questions does he have and how how does he how has this affected him I think it's also made him question himself or if he's I think there was one instance where he asked me you know if he did anything wrong um you know being the reason that why his dad's not coming around or his dad's just being inconsistent which is um, which is normal kids right. kids usually blame themselves right and i and you know just i it reassured sucks. him yeah it's so fucked it's, up it's yeah it's, i think that's the hardest part for us mm -hmm. to see them think that they did something wrong and you see the adult being yeah. so careless and no living his no life se mal. no and the kids over here are the ones like well what did i do like mm -hmm. they're more conscious than the absent parent, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, so I, at that point, Andrew was getting older. You know, this was, we're talking eight, nine, ten years old, I would say. You know, just last year. Um, And I, I just, I felt he was old enough to finally, I always covered for him mm -hmm. for so many years. 
years and years and there was times that I was the bad guy. I was it was my fault that his dad was being like this. And I know that it it's not that he's necessarily blaming me. I think that there's no one else to blame but yeah. me. Well, they're just they're old enough now to start to notice, but mm-hmm. they're still too young to understand. Exactly. So I think that's what makes it very difficult because mm-hmm. that happens with me and Isaiah where he's like, well, why can't he live with us? Mm-hmm. Why can't he stay here anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if he's telling me like, well, why did you decide that? And it's mm-hmm. like, obviously he doesn't know the whole, you know, backstory right. because like you, I have played house and painted this pretty picture of no your dad Mm -hmm. he's just you know working he's just doing we're always defending them we're Mm -hmm. always making them seem like you said it earlier better than us Mm -hmm. and um and it makes it very difficult because we're placed in the situation where we're like fuck like what do we say what do we do that's that's difficult to do so I, I just got tired of it. It's tiring. Doing it, it for so long. Covering and covering and covering. For the sake of our kids, you know, peace and for their happiness, you know. Um, I was tired of doing that. And I know that I started noticing that he knew I was lying. So I felt that, you know what? my my If I continue to lie, my son is not going to believe a word I say later in life yeah so i just need to be honest be mindful of his age but be very honest with him because i think it's it's time 10 years in if he doesn't get it he's never gonna get it yeah um and speaking about his father um so i i said no i i need to be honest and tell him the truth so he was having um, every other weekend visits, I was very easy going with him. You know, I said, Hey, if, if it's my weekend, you have a party, a family party or something, let me know. Um, if we need a switch, if I take a day from you, I'll replace it. I was very super lenient. Mind you, I was not receiving any help from him. None of that. I just wanted him to be a father and that's it. And, um, one weekend, this was a year ago. Um, it was his weekend to pick him up, and he didn't. Um, my son, he left my kid, literally, sitting on the couch, um, didn't even show up at all. I tried calling him. He had blocked me, um, so I called from Andrew's cell phone, and it rang. He didn't answer. So a few minutes later, I called him again, and he blocked his, his phone, too. Wow. Um, that was the last time we heard from him. That was the last time we had seen him. That was a year ago. Yes. Um, I ended up seeing him again. And this was three months later. When, you know, at this time, Andrew, I would say, was feeling the worst. Because he got left with so many questions. And every single day, night, he was so emotional just thinking about it you know really upsets me because he was crying and crying and saying how much he missed him and it just made me so upset that you know you you have your kid crying you don't deserve this you don't deserve these tears and 
it was just so upsetting. And I just had to continue being honest with him, you know, um, letting him know that everything's going to be okay, but also it's a choice. Your dad's making a choice to stay away. Um, he has my number. He has your grandma's number, your aunt's numbers, um, my brother-in-law. You know, he has people to reach out to if he doesn't want to speak to me. He has your cell phone number and you choose not to reach your child. So three months in, um, Andrew asked me to, you know, he was making excuses. I think my dad's probably sick. I think my dad um, is not okay because, you know, I don't know what's going on. And I, you know, he asked me if I could check up, check up on him. I, of course, immediately said no. Um, and then I, I changed that. And I said, do, you know, do you really want me to go and check up on him? He said yes. So... January, I don't remember the date, but um, I want to say like I was off that day for work. Um, it literally took me three hours to get out there because there was someone on the bridge trying to jump. And so I had my, you know, my boyfriend now um, drive me out there, you Thank know, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, you know, um, I, I told him, you know, just drop me off and let me, you know, surprise him. And find out what's going on you know I just want to know what's going on and I think it was it was the time to have that conversation with his family there mm -hmm. because I've always been seen as the bad person um, mind you his family has never reached out till this day um, to check up on Andrew um, to give him a birthday gift to do any of that if they don't take Andrew to their house they don't see Andrew so, and it's been like that his entire life. So I showed up and this was, like I said, January of this year. You know, they were confused <laughs> why I was there. Um, they're like, oh, come in, you know, and I did. And they're like, oh, you know, where's Andrew? I'm like, he's at his house. Um, they're like, okay, you know, is everything okay? I said, I don't know. I'm here to find out, you know, he was scheduled to pick him up and three months later we have yet to hear from him um so i'm here to check up what's going on um and to have that conversation with you guys um i got into it with his mom because she started talking about money oh don't say that he hasn't helped you and i'm i did not know what this lady was talking about you know <laughs> i i'm like what it's crazy that it's crazy that it starts with the price tag yeah as if, like, as if you've been there like pidiendo dinero like get ridiculous. the hell out of here yeah so that was the first thing she, she that came to her mind that i was there for money and i'm like lady i make more than your son why would <laughs> i be here asking for money humble, humble brag yeah <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You're like, don't come at me, girl. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know where that was coming from. Um, I don't, I never begged him for money. I never did all that. But there was, I'm not going to lie. There was instances throughout 10 years that I was like, uh, why am I paying for everything? Like, help me when you can. And I never gave him a price. I never gave him anything. I just said, hey, if you can go take him to the store and buy him this or you know, get him that, like, I could have done it, but why is it always on me? Yeah. So it's a, it's a sense of responsibility right. that like, okay, well, 
I took off the child support mm-hmm. because you're, you know, going through whatever you're going through. And I'm not asking you for additional money, but if you have money to go out and party, you can buy your exactly. kid a pair of shoes. Exactly. And it wasn't, obviously there was not an issue because he was still, you know, come around here or there mm-hmm. or whatever, but exactly. mom's. Yeah, and and she's the type of mom that her kid could do no wrong and he could be doing something super, you know, wrong in front of her eyes and and that she's still going to deny it. She'll justify it. Right, and and mind you, even even if she wasn't present, if I was around the area, I would stop by with Andrew. I would, you know, make my efforts if they had, you know, birthday parties at the house Anything like that, I tried to have Andrew be around more. Um, and that came from me. That wasn't even, hey, can Andrew come out for this or that or never yeah. that. So, I mean, they didn't even see Andrew until he was almost a year old. They never met him at the hospital. They never saw him. Um, and it was, I went to their house with Andrew almost a year old. So a week before his birthday um, to invite, invite them to his birthday party. So if it wasn't for that, they would have never seen Andrew as an infant, mm-hmm. um, which is obvious or a toddler, but which is super upsetting. But it is what it is. So we got into it. Well, with the grandma that he does have. Yeah. Ex- she's she more than enough. She overcompensates. Oh, blessed to have my mother. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, she's phenomenal. She's amazing. Not just because she's my tia, but she's just <laughs> a absolute yes. amazing grandmother mother yes she is she's just the best she really is and she she's makes up, the true definition yeah. of grandma she yes. really makes up for whatever you know and more emptiness was there in, in in part of a grandmother my mom exceeded that and i feel that's why andrew doesn't feel the void because he doesn't need it yeah so i feel like all of your family oh yeah really goes above and beyond for him and it's why he knows what love is. Mm-hmm. And he knows what love is more than abandonment is. Mm-hmm. Because even though it does hurt, I assume, like, him a lot that he doesn't... Like, he doesn't understand fully why his dad is... Why his dad blocked him from his cell phone. Like, that... I feel like that's what makes it so difficult because now that he's getting older... Before you were able to paint the picture, defend him, um, answer questions, answer Andrew's questions without making his dad look like the bad person. But I think that now that he got to see, he didn't just block my mom, now he blocked my number. Mm -hmm. That must have been the hardest thing for him. And I think that's why he was so emotional yeah. those those days because it's like his he's being forced to accept a reality that he shouldn't be because it's right. obviously he doesn't deserve that I and just, it's like how how do you go from loving someone so much to like now he blocked me like what do I like what did I do of course he's gonna blame himself because mm-hmm. They're children. They don't know. They don't understand the full picture. And it's such a like emotional trauma for him and for you to have to see that and 
and and manage that and try to be supportive when inside it's killing you. Yeah. Because us as parents, obviously, we never want to see our children hurting or sad or feel any form of neglect. But it's such a shitty situation and it sucks because all we want is to be able to control like what they hear what they see and this is something that like we can't control and it's like learning to have to live that and deal that it's like that's so it's it's such a fucked up situation yeah it's so 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 fucked up and you know i really do commend you love because andrew is such a happy child like he's always so fun and upbeat he's always dancing and he knows what happiness is because of you he knows what love is because of you he knows what a bond is because of you and even though this is going to be such a hard road for for both of you the quality of mom that you are is going to make it so much better for him and so easy for him even if even if you are fully exhausting yourself, (laughs) I know that he is going to be so amazing and so successful because he has the prime example of determination and motivation and hard work. And, you know, your family plays such a huge part in that. And he knows that he's always going to have someone, like someone's always going to have his back. You guys have above and beyond compensated whatever the heck he's missing from this guy, you know. And even though it's not the same, because every child really just wants their mom and their dad. And we were blessed to have both of our parents, so we will never know what it feels like to have one absent parent. I mean, I had my dad for 25 years, and I felt like that was not enough time. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine you know in history or 11 years of life so far what it feels what could possibly feel like but you are truly one of the hardest working women that I know you let nothing stop you you set a goal and you reach it you are so good with your money you know how to manage you're beautiful you're kind you're fun you're sexy you're everything and above and it's something so admirable. I can only imagine how difficult this has been for you. And even though, you know, I've seen some stuff, you know, I've been there and I've seen some of your hardships, obviously not all, um, but I've seen some of your hardships and you really do just, you really are just the definition of strength. And I'm so, so, thank you, so, so proud of you because now it comes into my next part and you can share as much information as you want but um now you're in a new relationship yes how has all of this um affect that like did it take you a long time to retrust someone like how did all of this affect you getting into a new relationship um obviously i it's clear our mocos. 
I would, I mean, it, it took me a long time to actually, you know, take that step because for so long, you know, it was just me and Andrew and I, I said, you know, how am I going to share myself if my child just has me? I don't, I don't want to take that from him, you know, and, you know, just questioning yourself and, and, and that other person, you know, is, is this person going to love my son or is he going to walk away as well? You know, just all those, everything was new for me and the timing, I didn't know when or what or how I was going to do it. And honestly, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Um, I just came to terms that I'm getting older. My son's getting older and um, that I do deserve to be happy. Um, I tried with his father and I I knew that I wasn't going to fake it because I knew that I was not going to be happy. And by me not being happy or not in a good relationship, um, even if it was his father, I knew that I was not going to put my child through that and force something that wasn't there. So I I never even lived with his father. I never, I attempted it to work things out, be friends again. Um, even then, you know, he doesn't know how to do that. You know, I, I tried my best to be there for him, um, all of that. And, and I felt that he didn't want that. He either wanted me completely or didn't want me at all. So I... I just said, you know what? This is not going to get any better. Um, I'm going to focus on, besides being a mother, I'm going to focus on my energy, on on just, you know, uh, being happy, whatever that entitles. If it's with someone else or if it's alone, but I'm no longer going to continue pursuing um, to fix his, his problems. So... I've known this person, um, I met him years ago. We were, you know, a different, you know, if he was in a relationship and I was, you know, uh, with with Andrew's father at the time, we were just friends. He's actually, um, he was one of my um, cousins. Actually, I'm his aunt, but we're about the same age, so I'm just gonna say we're cousins. Um, <laughs> um, from my dad's side, he was like best friends with this guy, so um, that's kind of how I had met him. But we just lost touch. It was never really like I never knew. Anything. I never knew how you met him because I don't really know him. I've only met yeah. him once, and that I was at the quinceanera, yeah. and I was like literally, hi, nice to meet you, and that yeah. was it, we didn't have a conversation, so I really didn't even know how you met him, but. yeah, so it just, we got in touch again, and um, that was kind of it, so we just, you know, started talking, and I mean, because I knew him before, I, it just made it, it's not like he was a stranger, um, but things kind of, you know, like, moved a little quicker um we were both not in relationships um and it's just it was so easy to love him honestly he would ask love wow yeah <laughs> what well, the time was alike but. okay yeah 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 <laughs> but you know I just it, oh, it was just I so didn't know you were in love. <laughs> it was just so so easy yeah. and you know we're we're a year and a half now and he's just always been so attentive um to Andrew and 
you know, at the time he was working out in the East Coast. Um, so we were just always talking on the phone or video chatting. And um, so Andrew had seen him here and there through video chat or through FaceTime. But um, he would always ask about him or, hey, you know, let me see that new toy or whatever that you got or whatnot. And so Andrew had a face to him. Um, but obviously it took a couple months until he came back. Um, he also has two kids, so which are about Andrew's age. So his daughter is the same age as Andrew right now. And his son is eight, will be nine pretty soon. Um, so they all fall within the same age range. So yeah. we didn't know how to do this because he had never done this before. I had never done it before. So we just said, well, you know, like even my sister's like, okay, you need to tell Andrew because now he's questioning things and, you know, no lo haces tonto. So I said, okay, just keep it honest. And, you know, it, it ended up, we asked them, you know, like once they got to know us as like friends, they, we just told them like, you know, we're, you know, together. And they're like, oh, we knew. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> we made it all like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's because as parents, you're just super careful. Right. Yeah. You have to be. Super, super careful. So that, yeah, that doesn't, you know, it's not something, <laughs> it's not just, those are not decisions that we take lightly. Right. And, and it's just like, how do we tell them, you know? But I think it made it easier that I knew Andrew like already was like, you know, Alex this and Alex that. And, and his kids, like, I knew they, like, loved being around me and Andrew. And the kids got along so well that it just made it so easy, you know? So we were always, you know, he had them um, every weekend. So we were always doing things. And, you know, I, I was taking Andrew out a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm going to put this part in. I'm just so happy for you. Oh. Because you really deserve it so much. Like, you're finally getting, like, the partner that you wanted, the family that you wanted. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. You seriously love. deserve it more than anyone in the world. We all do. We but all do. You Honestly. Just, I'm so happy just hearing you say that. It just makes me so fucking happy for you. Thank you. Because, like, fuck, everything that you've had to go through seriously it's crazy like it's, it's and I, so insane. I think it's just also you know finding i i think the hardest part for me being in a new relationship was finding my worth you know um you're so busy in this role as being mom as this role of me being full-time social worker and this and that that i forget i'm a woman i'm i need love you know, yeah. I receive love from my child. I receive love from my family, but it's different. it's different. It's different. And I'm like, you know, I need to make time for that. I don't want to grow old and be alone. And if that was my plan in life, it, it was okay. You would have been okay with You know, it. but I, I just, I never put myself out there like that. I never gave myself a chance. So I had to be a little bit selfish and it, it hurts me to even say that to you that I had to do that but well, it's not it's not really selfishness <laughs> it's it's advocating your needs and yeah you know at the end of the day like you said you're a woman like you 
you knew what you wanted and like yeah. and you gave yourself that which you absolutely aren't very deserving of it and entitled to say you know what like I want a partner and yeah. I'm just that's why I got so emotional because I'm just I know you and I know that that wasn't easy for you and how much you fought for things to work out in the beginning and how you were always just hopeful and how you always just kind of gave opportunity after opportunity and that's why I got so fucking emotional because I was just I'm so happy for you because thank you love I just I know what this I know what this is going to bring for you and for Andrew and it's always nice to have a partner and yeah. companionship and someone to go to and to he's just so amazing yeah honestly love like he I could not have asked for a better person to fill in that that space you yeah. know he's just so attentive with Andrew not just even myself I'm not even speaking about me it's just he's there for doctor appointments for dental appointments for um in this and especially because Andrew's always asking me you know is Alex gonna be there you know um he we have parent teacher conference coming up and he's like well make sure that he can make it and <laughs> things like that and it just it's so like I I sometimes I don't even believe it but I just feel so blessed that it just it just he just fits so perfectly in my little tiny family and that I have such a good relationship with his kids and that it just works you know our lives outside of that are not perfect but I think we've managed an unperfect situation to fit us yeah. and fit our family it's you know it's perfectly imperfect yes that's probably the best way I can describe it like he's just so amazing and I feel that Andrew hardly ever cries for his dad because he doesn't I mean his dad's always going to be his dad and his no one no matter how amazing you are um as a man as a as a father figure um I don't I don't know if anyone could ever and I don't think anyone could ever take that that spot away right, right. the as being his dad right but um and I feel that is because not just with with Alex but you know my my brother-in-law is there and loves and treats Andrew just like his own and my dad's there and my brother and my my brother my other brother-in-law so he has many male figures that you know fill in that spot but yeah. he you don't even have to go that deep in my family because just who he lives with and who he's around is more than enough and yeah. I feel that you know it's just if anything issues girls whatever it is you know he he's in that age where he wants to talk about these things and um I feel like he has people to go to so it's I hardly see my son cry which is so nice he does have his moments um I don't know if it's certain things that remind him of his dad like the other day we were at Target and he just started crying we were getting ready buying things for our Palm Springs trip for his birthday and he just you know and um, he just started crying and crying and crying I don't know what it was that 
reminded him or that what triggered yeah it triggered him um and what he does is he holds it in and he's just like looking at me so like with tears literally at the edge of his eyes and I tell him what's wrong you know and como el puede me dice like you know I miss my dad and I I have to remind him it's okay to cry I said it's okay you know let it out and you should just see like just the relief that, that like I see off of him like just this the pressure just and I, I have to make it okay for him to cry like a safe space and I remind myself like you know and I tell him let it out it's okay it's okay to miss him it's okay but now that he's of age and that I'm very honest with him I just constantly remind him that this is a choice his dad's making your dad's choosing to stay away your dad's choosing not to be here your dad's choosing not to contact you but you're okay you're gonna be okay and we just hope let's pray to god that your dad just realizes what he's doing but you're gonna be fine and he como que he snaps out of it because he i think realizes like you're right like my dad could see me if he wanted to you know my dad could talk to me if he wanted to if he just you know reached out and he doesn't he knows where we live he knows my phone number he has every form of communication and you just choose to stay away and the simple fact that he admitted to his family when i went over to talk to him that which i didn't even think he was going to admit but he let them know that the reason he stays away is because i don't want to be with him that's it and his family was like what and so when you know the truth and i i think that's where my guilt comes in because i'm like if what if like you know i'm the am i the reason why and am i like what what did i do like what am i doing wrong like if what if i just made it happen just so my i just don't know i had so many questions and it's just like but you you would you would be another woman nomás aguantando yeah. for the sake of the kids yeah and you don't deserve that and it's not enough a good of an excuse because at the end of the day, you're he's a father, and it's his choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just gave me, like, a whole other perspective right now. The fact that you took pressure off of Andrew by literally saying the truth and saying it's his choice. Because now he's not going to say, what did I do, or mm -hmm. blame himself. Now he's like, no, that's all you. Mm -hmm. And it takes pressure off of him being hard on himself and questioning is there something that I did mm -hmm. and and I feel like that's big like that's a big thing to do because you could have easily redefended his dad and it right. would have caused more confusion to him mm -hmm. because it's like well why is my mom saying he's good mm -hmm. but he's just he's still not here right and you relieved pressure off of that by just not bashing him but saying the truth and it made him understand like it's not me it's him right it's his choice right and and, and I, that's what i made clear to andrew that you know if he's absent it's 
due to his own choices. We all make choices and we all have consequences. And, you know, and I let him know that, you know, the door's always been open. I said, you know, your dad can come whenever. And this is the honest truth, you know, and I had this conversation when I went over to his house, you know, his, his brother was there, his sister, his parents. And I, I asked him in 10 years, how many times have I been the reason you don't see your son? How many times did I keep you away in 10 years, not even in a month, not even two, three, six years in your, your son's entire life. How many times did I keep you away? Never. He said, Nope, you never have. He would lie to his family and tell them that he would call Andrew and I wouldn't let him pick up or that Andrew wouldn't pick up. So then I asked him that question because even his brother told me, he said he's been calling and Andrew or you don't allow him to pick up. I said, I would never. I said, but we can ask him in front of everyone what it is because he's not going to lie in front of me. So, and he better not. So then that those three months he was missing, I asked, you know, how many times have you called Andrew? And he said, oh, I've been, I've been calling. I've called. I said, no. How many times have you called? Because you do realize that I, we have his phone at my house. So I can see the logs. Your son, you know, when we're out or whatever on a drive, he has his phone. So how many times? No, I have. I said, how many times? And he said one, which was not true. He said he called him the day after Christmas. It wasn't true. But I gave him that. Let's pretend. Something glitched. Something glitched, yeah. <laughs> Let's pretend that you gave him that one phone call. That's still just one phone three call. three months. And so his dad at that point got up and said, you're wrong. You're wrong for, for doing that. One time, Chris, one time, and he just told him, you know, we're going to have a conversation um, after this. One day after Christmas. What one about day his after birthday? Christmas. Exactly. So then, and those, those were just those three months. Mind you, this is up until January. So I said, okay, let your family know why you stay away. Let them know why you're behaving like this. I know the reason why. But what's, I want to hear from you that you're admitting to them. Why? And he did admit, you know, he said, because I want to be with her and she doesn't want to be with me. And I explained to him that I've made it very clear. I've told him as well. I made it very clear that I, I have never wanted anything with him. I have never had any form of any type of contact with him this entire time I never held his hand I never let alone kissed him let alone anything I did not lead him to believe or manipulate whatever was in his head that I I I wanted something with him mm -hmm. how can I have feelings for someone that doesn't even have the same feelings towards my child as far as yeah the love and all the attention wasn't there. I can't, I can't feel nothing for you. Right. You know, and I, I'm a different person. I said, I'm not who you thought I was or who you knew I was 
I I moved on. Yeah. I said you. The difference is you stayed back there, yeah. and I don't I don't have time. You, you grew up. At, you matured. I had to. You I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I did not have a choice. So I said, I don't need you. I've never needed you, and I'm I'm just at a different place in my life, and I don't think I could ever ever have feelings for you the same way. And I would even tell him I would set you up with a good friend. She could be cute, you know. I I will make that happen just for the simple fact that I want you to be happy. Yeah. Because if you're happy, you're healthy mentally, you're stable, you are your happiness will it would go on to Andrew, you know? Yeah. Your happiness will just spread and you're gonna just he's gonna see you happy and that's all we want for you. Right. I don't wish anything bad on I still don't. I still don't. So it's because it's true. Every child deserves two happy parents. Exactly. Whether it's together or separate, a child deserves to have a happy dad and a happy mom. And it's our job to, as parents, as it's our responsibility to make sure of that. But when one parent isn't willing or accepting, then that's when it's time to set those boundaries mm-hmm. as difficult as it is you have had so many emotional and mental traumas from all of this that you've been forced i guess to experience because right. it was never your choice you always wanted something different something better and you know you really have to commend yourself for everything that you have accomplished because it has not been easy and the fact that you have accomplished all of this with such grace and such strength and I know that's not an easy role to carry but you really just do motivate me so much and you have changed my view in certain things because not that I want a relationship because I don't think that I'm ready mm-hmm. but I just one of my biggest fears is how it'll affect my bond with Isaiah. Obviously, Andre and me are still a lot little, and they don't really understand a whole lot. And in my case, you know, they do talk to their dad, and they're so close to him that I'm just like, I feel like I will break Isaiah's heart if I even, if he even knew I was dating. Right. Because, you know, since their dad is still, I wouldn't say very present because they don't see him. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since they have seen him. And like I said, it's not that I want to date because I don't, I don't, I'm enjoying so much having time for myself. You know, being in a relationship for 13 years mm-hmm. and I've been through so much trying yeah. to make it work. <laughs> And, um, like in every relationship, there's good and bad. Unfortunately, in mine, there was more bad than good. And, you know, it wasn't until I started to see my self-worth that I was like, this has to stop and I have to move on with my life. And it was not easy. But I always think, like, you know, I'm going to be... <laughs> I don't want to cry. I'm going to be alone for a long time. And I'm okay with it because I like being alone. Like, I'm enjoying it. But I always think, like, how is that going to look like for me? You said something earlier that kind of soothed me a little bit. That 
there isn't a right way or a wrong way. It's just when it happens, it happens. And I just, I'm such a control freak that I always want to control situations. And it, like, impedes me from making certain decisions or from putting myself out there. Not because I want to right now, but it is one of my biggest, like, fears. Like, I feel like I will break Isaiah's heart, right. you know? And I just admire your strength and the chance that you took and that you trusted your, your instinct and you knew that this was a right choice for you and your son. And, like, now all the glory that you guys have out of it, like, the happiness, the togetherness, like, now he has almost like two siblings that he can you know bond with and like you know all three of them are going through the same thing kind of Mm -hmm. and like they're finding love and trust within each other and it kind of takes that fear away from me a little bit like you just took a whole weight off my shoulders as far as like just to not be scared you know because I always three I always think like I have three kids don't nobody gonna want me with three no, kids. Trust me. It takes a lot to get into a new relationship and to learn to trust someone new. And then there's all this outside noise from everybody. Like, mm-hmm. no, ahorita, no, ahorita están muy chiquitos los niños. Right. Es muy reciente. But then I'm like, I've been single for years now. Right, right. It's and been they don't years. See that, and know? I think it's, I think it's because the kid's dad, they've been like, he's been in and out as far mm-hmm. as like, He's still very involved with the kids. I feel like I low-key had mentally checked out previous to that, but where I was like, this is not going to end well, it was five years ago. So in my head, I feel like I've been single for five Mm -hmm. years because I have been no longer really emotionally involved or I lost hope. That's when like I accepted, this is not going to work out. Right. So it's been five years of that, and I always think... You know, yes, I'm a woman and I have needs and and I have expectations. I also don't want to die alone. I know that one day I will be in a relationship, hopefully a great one. Um, but it's my biggest fear because me and Isaiah are literally like so close, mm-hmm. you know, and there's been times where he has said like, no. nope, you're mm-hmm. not dating someone like I could not handle that. And I really do respect his little emotions. Mm-hmm. And you made it look less scary, as big as that responsibility was. Yeah. But you you reassured that I just need to trust my instincts. Exactly. And like I said, not that I'm ready today. And I'm doing that <laughs> as a public service announcement. Public because service. If, PSA, PSA. <laughs> because if not... <laughs> My sisters will like, there's this guy. I'm telling you, Jessica has him like on standby. And I'm like, girl, no, like I'm not ready. I'm just, I really am just enjoying being by myself. And in this process of separating, I've learned how much of an introvert I can be. Mm -hmm. And like, I really just like being alone mm-hmm. like there's nothing like being alone right. and I, I'm enjoying it so much right now obviously one day I'm gonna be like okay yeah 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 school yeah <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back out there but I don't think I'm nowhere near that even though technically I've been on my own for five years now but every time I would think about it I literally would get anxiety because I was yeah. just so scared and 
now I don't now I don't feel like that. Now I feel like if it happens, that's right. awesome. But I'm right. not gonna get so I'm I don't feel like I'm gonna get so much worked up about it. So thank you for <laughs> helping me because all of this that you have shared I know has not been it's not easy and I know that you yourself are still processing everything. Yes. Um because you're always on the go and you mm-hmm. never have me time or quiet time to really just grasp this entire 11 years right and I know that that is not easy for you and I think that's why it was such an emotional (laughs) such an emotional conversation that we just had because I mean even before we started yes because we attempted to record this and literally I was just at define yourself in three (laughs) words and (laughs) yeah and we couldn't get past that and obviously you know I wanted you to feel super comfortable and I have two more questions that I want to ask you okay um one of them is close your eyes or keep them open whatever you're comfortable with and go back to a moment where you were just really like fucking going through it like the hardest peak that you had I know there's many mm-hmm. sadly I know there's many moments but one in particular that you just you just were really really struggling and really just think about everything that you were feeling everything that you were going through at the time and if you can tell that Claudia the Claudia of in that moment what would you tell her because obviously oh. You're very different from that Claudia now. And if you can go back and tell her something, what would you say to her? I would tell her that things get better. Um, Oh, my God. Things will get better. And that I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for just doing it, for just simply getting up every day. Every day when you just felt like you couldn't, you got up and you made things happen. You know, I look back and I think like, how did I get it done? But I did. I did. And I think it's that moment when I I just didn't want to live because I didn't think I was worthy enough. I didn't think that. I felt like I disappointed everyone, everybody. So I... I didn't feel like I had a place in this world that I didn't deserve to be here. And at the time I was pregnant and it's almost like Andrew knew what I was feeling. And every time I had that thought, every time I would cry, he would kick me and remind me that he's here and that not just me, myself, but he's worth it. And that I'm always going to have him. 
no matter what. And he's seriously my best friend. He's my everything. And even though now it's not always easy because I feel like, you know, as moms, we always feel like we fail every day, even though we give our best every day. But, you know, I just hope he realizes how much I work for him to give him everything to take him out to have you know let him live his best life to have him experience new things um because i will would never want to take that away from him because it's just me i want him to still have the same opportunities with two parents that he does with one so i work there's times that I have so much work that I don't I don't sleep and I just have to you know I get an hour or two of sleep and I go back to work so I know I fail every day as a mom but I just hope he realizes that I love him so much that I did then even though I had those thoughts <laughs> that I would have never done anything to hurt me or him that they were just thoughts. But just that he knows that I've tried for 11 years my best to be the best mom because he deserves it. And, you know, I apologize if I, if I failed, if I didn't, you know, give it more than what I could. But... I hope he understands that, you know, that I love him and that I'm sorry that I couldn't give him what he deserves. I just, I would just tell myself that it's going to get better and that you're going to do amazing and that you will continue to try your best and your best will always be enough and that you're worth it. You're worth it. Your child's worth it. And that I also deserve to be happy. And it took me 10 years to find that out. But it's, I think that I was in the right state of mind and the right time in my life that I've, you know, dedicated my life to my son and my work and my education. And I feel that it's only right um, that I allow myself that time to also be happy and take on another role and that is just to be someone's companion um, to be loved um, and it, even though it's not easy and you know we you know just like every relationship has its times you know I honestly say that we are such a good team um that he's given me more in a year and a half than I've ever received from another person. And I can never, ever thank him enough for loving my son like he, he does. Um, he has him on his phone as Andrew's my son. He texts him, you know, have a good day. Um, He's always attentive, 
you know, whatever it is. Um, if I need to get him, you know, his glasses, things like that, he's always either willing to pay or, you know, help me pay for whatever it is he needs. And he says I he will never go without. And my family is just so amazing. My family as well. I, you know, I can never thank them for everything they've done. My sisters, my my parents, just everyone, how much they love him. They've always loved him. Um, and they've proven that, you know, even though I don't need their help, um, or I feel like I don't as far as, you know, financially or things like that, you know, my sister and my brother-in-law took them school shopping, you know, they bought him so much clothes and shoes and, and they let him pick out his outfits and just, they didn't have to do that. You know, my, my, my parents, you know, just always helping me, you know, with, you know, school, getting him ready or picking him up when I'm at work. I never have to worry about my child ever because they're always just so, you know, always present. And I, I don't think I could have made anything possible if it wasn't for them. And I don't think I would have even been able to make it, you know, and, and achieve everything that I have, you know if it wasn't for them. So I can honestly say that I feel that God puts us in situations and even though it might feel like, you know, like you question God and it's not right to do that, but we we sometimes feel like we do. And, you know, God will never just give you a situation and not offer you help to get out. But I feel like he gave me the family that I do have and my other person, you know, to make me feel like I can do anything and that I have support and that I have love. And no matter what we face, that we're going to get through it. And I just, I don't know. I, I just look back at 23-year-old me and I just realize like, how now I think I, I, I look at it and I, I realize how strong I really was when I seriously felt like the world was coming down on me and, you know, things were getting worse and dealing with postpartum and just my depression and, you know, I was going through court um, and everything else and I don't think I ever processed that, you know, my feelings and, and the postpartum. So I've been carrying that for so long and just the guilt and everything else but you know now that I have this space and you know even though I left out so much I think you guys have an idea just how tough it is but honestly it's the most rewarding thing and if I had to go through it again I mean I would be dumb enough to say <laughs> that I would go through it again, but I think that if it's going to have the same outcome that I have now, I would do it over again. And just, you know, I wanted to tell you, you know, and thank you for giving me this space to say my truth and 
to really, you know, share that even though this is a messed up situation, you know, it's not uncommon and it's more common than we actually think and that we can only control how we are, how we react and we can't control situations that we're put in at times. Um, you know, we're given the tools, but we're not, we don't know how to use them. And I think just the faith that we have in God, that our parents taught us, you know, that he makes no mistake and that we will get through it, you know, and we just have such a loving family, so supportive that I've, even though you feel alone, um, and probably because you've you know no one's going to understand you. We don't come from yeah. separated families or absent oh, parents. Oh, my goodness. You know? That's a whole, that's a whole other topic yeah. that we need to do. <laughs> so, you know, to be that one person that put your family in that situation, even though it wasn't our intention, um, it's okay. It's okay to do that. And it's just another experience that we just have to live and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to you know be a victim of that or play the victim yeah. because there is an out you know there is an out and there's you don't you don't like I said it's not you're not your situation you're what came out of it and that's what we have to remember you know and I just want to tell you <laughs> like whenever it is that you're ready whenever it is you'll know okay and <laughs> I just want to tell you I'm so proud of you too because those kids seriously you do so much for them you do so much Maria you do and I see it we all see it we all love to see it. But you, whenever it is that you're ready, you enjoy this time in your life. You enjoy your you time that you never had. And you do the things and you accomplish things that you want to do. And I love seeing you here. I love seeing you do all these things and helping others. And at the same time, helping yourself and loving what you do. But just know you deserve to also be happy whenever that is you deserve that and your kids are not gonna guilt you for that because they love you and all our kids want to do and see is us being happy and you, we shouldn't feel guilty for that I think just keeping that honesty and being very transparent goes a long way with them because I I hated lying to Andrew. Yeah, I, hate I hated it. that. <laughs> yeah. But and he knows I was lying because I'm not a good liar. But <laughs> I, you know, my sister said, you know, you just have to be honest, you know. And if you feel he's a good person to have around your child, you know, you trust him. Trust yourself, and that's exactly what I did. And we made it very clear that we don't know what could happen you know in a year or two from now three years ten years down the line but you know that's a, that doesn't mean that you have to stop that relationship yeah, that's another 
situation that you can't control and you just gotta right. enjoy it right now for right. what it is and thank you so much for <laughs> telling me that it means a lot to me especially coming from you um, because I've told you time and time again how much I admire you and how much you inspire me and you know all of this that you went through I feel like God really knew that you could handle it and I know that there may have times where you question your strength like where do where do I even get this strength but God knew the situation that you were in and that you were going to need it and I feel like you know maybe he chose us to come stir some shit up in our family because it's very like you said no one gets divorced no one um you know has a kid without being married and we just stirred the whole the whole family and we kind of switched switched things up a little and I feel like because that's part of life and things change and you know me and you were now on the other side where we advocated for ourselves and we realized that we deserved better whether mm-hmm. that was with someone else or you know alone we just deserved better but there's still so many women that and women that we know yeah. that are still stuck in a situation where they feel like they can't get out of it because they haven't found their self-worth yet Mm -hmm. they haven't gotten to that point and I feel like this episode is really going to motivate someone or help someone find their voice and find their truth their true worth and I'm so grateful for you um for sharing this I know it's not easy for you and um I know it's hard for you sometimes to show vulnerability because you've always had to hold it down and be strong and us as moms we don't get days off we don't get days to sit on the couch and cry you just go 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 and go it's the role that we've I mean we have the option Mm -hmm. but we choose not to because there's so much at stake and right you know it's not easy I know that there's women that are stuck in that place and if you're going through something similar or you're struggling right now just know that just know that you can get out of the situation, that there's always better, that God, whatever you believe in, the moon, the stars, God, whatever, you're not alone and there is a higher purpose for you and you just have to really dig deep and find your self-worth and everything else will just come into place and everything else will just fix itself and as long as you, as long as you have faith that you're doing everything for the right reasons and the only intention that you have in your life is just to be happy and for your children to be happy god isn't going to leave your side he's always going to be there he's always going to show up he'll always show he'll always remind you that even though you're going through something difficult you can do it and you will do it and you are capable and you are strong it doesn't matter your financial situation, all of that will fix itself. But if you want to change something in your life, you just have to advocate for yourself. You just have to stand up for yourself and say, you know what, I want something different. And whether that's, you know, working on yourself um, or changing something in your relationship, it has to start with you. And you have to, you have to have your self-worth in check. That can never be questionable. Because it doesn't matter if you want out of a relationship just to end up alone or if you want out of a relationship to begin a new one. 
as long as your self-worth is in check, nothing else is going to matter. You are always going to have yourself as a priority, your children as a priority, but it has to start with you. And, you know, like I said before, our children deserve to have two happy parents. And even though it's scary to think of not being with the partner anymore, um, especially if, you know, in our culture, in our Hispanic culture, it's like, no, you have your mom and your dad. Y la mujer aguanta al hombre because como, como no van a estar juntos? Like that's the mentality that, you know, we've grown up with. But it's it's okay. It's okay that it, it looks different. It doesn't have to look exactly like our parents if it's not bringing you any happiness if it's not giving you no purpose if it's not serving your needs if it's not healthy for you or for your kid um you can do it and again love i just want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and for sharing um a glimpse a little blink <laughs> of your life with me and with everyone that's going to listen to this I know for a fact that you are going to help someone and you're going to motivate someone as you have already done with me I already have a few things that I've taken from this and um, and that I'm going to use and apply to my daily life and thank you so much and before we end the episode I want to ask you to Pick an emotion from Mr. Poor Emotional Jar. He's filled with so many emotions. And um, whatever, you know, thoughts come to mind with the emotion that you pick, whether it's something that you relate to or if it's something, if it's an emotion that you want to advise someone, whatever comes to mind. Okay. So you got your emotion. And it could be one that's already been said because I just throw them back in there. So, trusted. A time where you have felt trusted. That's your emotion. So, like, like trusted as in someone trusted me or I trusted however, someone or I trusted However a you view that word um, or if you want to advise someone about that word, whatever comes to your mind that has to do with that word. Okay. So, I would say... This would apply to just everything that I've shared from from my son's, you know, with my son's father to my new relationship is that we have to trust our instincts and we have to trust our decisions um, and our choices. And if we wholeheartedly feel that it's the best thing to do, whether it's, um, you know, a preserve relationships for our children or when to decide that it's no longer a healthy relationship whether it's father whether it's extended family um, or even new relationships if we feel that you know the time is right and we're ready then I say go for it um, we have one life and trust that you're doing what's best for you for your children for people closest to you and we just have to remind ourselves that we're not put on this earth to live for others we're put on this earth you know to be good people to you know be good out there in the world and to just be happy and make those around us happy so 
just trust your instincts, trust yourself, trust your decisions. And if you seriously feel like it's the best thing for you and your loved ones, um, or just, you know, you trust that it's, it's going to make you happy, um, do it. Do it. Because you get one life and why waste it on things or people who are not going to be happy for you regardless or you know you just miss opportunities because you know people are going to have a say don't live your life like that I did I you know during those 10 years I you know obviously I, I, I was taking care of business for my son but you know it was it was time to get out there so I think trust can be applied to any aspect of your life but I think what I take from my my experience is to trust yourself and, and know that if you feel you're doing the right thing, then, you know, we could be wrong and it's okay. We live and we learn, but, you know, you won't regret your decision because it was what you thought was right at the time. Why do I feel like you're speaking to my soul, literally? <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't looking at me, but I was like, that bitch is talking to me. <laughs> personal she's talking she's, she's, she's really going there <laughs> but thank you so much love that was thank absolutely you. beautiful and you know you're totally totally right and it's so important to not live for others and it's just such a bad habit that I have I and I, know, I freaking hate it <laughs> but you know if there's anything that I can take away from this is that I'm gonna learn from you and try to stop living for others and just accept that you know maybe someday someone will accept me with they my will. three kids and they'd be lucky all to my, have you all my gained that. weight and stop <laughs> and everything you know maybe once I feel more confident or I love myself more and I you know I'm working on that right now I'm working on my self-love and my self-worth and um I feel like I've reached a point where I do know it but now I want to feel it right. now I want to accept it it's a little hard for me especially since I'm a super control freak mm -hmm. but I will you know make the efforts to try to just let things be you know because it's not easy for me even just posting these episodes it's so 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 difficult I you know. know that's why when when you said, okay, just boys, I was like, perfect. I can hide my double chin just one episode. <laughs> just one episode where she won't make her debut. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so thank you so much, love, though, because it really means so much. And you guys, like, she is busy. Like, we've been sitting here recording for, like, two hours now, and her phone is, like, blowing up. And it's, like, case after case. So much workload and I just thank you so much because I truly value your time even though I was a little late getting our Starbucks but I truly value your time and your efforts your vulnerability and you really are that bitch like you just are that person and I'm so grateful to have you in my life and you know even though it's not a choice because we're related by blood um you really are like I choose to have you as someone to look up to and I'm so in awe of you and I think I always will be because like I've been through shit and I just 
it's hard as it is now on top of education and all of that like you really are that bitch like I'm so proud of you I'm so happy for you and I really wish you a lifetime of happiness whether it's you know this new relationship in any aspect in any way I really truly you know just pray for your happiness because you really deserve it you're an exceptional mother you're a wonderful daughter a wonderful sister and I'm sure because I know you you are just the best of girlfriend and I'm just so proud of you I'm so happy for you and I just thank you again so much for coming on here and you guys if you guys really like this episode please leave comments on my Instagram or here on Spotify. I'm also going to be posting the episode on YouTube. Obviously, our beautiful faces will not be there, but you guys can still leave comments. Um, If you relate to my cousin's story, you know, feel free to share that. And if there's anything that, you know, I I can do to help or a message that you want to relay to my cousin, I will gladly share that with her. And thank you guys so much. Don't forget to leave a comment or to like or to subscribe or to follow me on Spotify. And next episode um, is going to be a little interesting. So I'm going to leave you guys just with a little cliffhanger of it's going to be very interesting. (laughs) It's going to be about something that I have absolutely zero idea about. And that is about being single. And that guest is the queen of single. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. And I really do hope that you come back for another episode. Because this was very, like, emotional and, like, serious. Yes. I want, like, our wild side to come (laughs) out. You know, our our fun side. So we'll have to choose another topic for us to you know yes. talk about maybe being being very young on the scene <laughs> so I'll try to work out an episode where we can really be ourselves maybe have a little glass of wine Ay. and have a little fun a ver si te animas and then we'll oh, record pues claro. <laughs> with a little liquid courage I think we'll be okay to record that one but thank you so much love for being here course, and thank, thank you. you guys so much for listening to another episode And yeah, I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.